This show is brought to you by my friends at Alliance and Trust. In wild times like these, you need more than financial product salespeople. You need a firm that looks at the entirety of your life and helps you with strategies that coordinate all disciplines of good stewardship so you can manage wisely what God has given you and thrive in these times of chaos and confusion. Have a team that acts as consultants in the business of you. Call 805-372-0821 to schedule your no-obligation discovery meeting. Welcome to the Bryce Eddy Show, where we are working hard to be a threat to the Great Reset. And uh, for the sake of both men and women, we are trying to put the man back in mankind. And uh, today's guest is going to talk to us all about crypto. I'm very interested in this because the world is changing. Our monetary system is shifting and, uh, you know, things are going a little bit crazy. So today's guest is Wendy O, Crypto Wendy O, as her handle goes. So anyway, I'm anxious to talk to somebody smarter than me. Wendy, how are you? Oh, I don't know if I'm smarter than you, but thank you so much for having me. And It's a very low bar. It's a very low bar. Trust me. (laughs) Like this. I really liked your intro too, because I do, I'm a big advocate for nuclear families to stick together. I'm a big advocate for two parent households. And I think that it's very important for our children and all of those fun things. So I'm excited to be here and talk to you and let's get right into it. Ask me whatever it is you need to ask me. I'm happy to explain it the best way that I can. Okay, awesome. Well, well, first, I mean, tell me a little bit about your background and bio, so you know people know who you are. Because you know, uh, Windio, you know, crypto Windio is mysterious. I love it. So, tell us about how you how you found your way into this business. So, before I got into crypto, I worked in healthcare. I worked in infectious disease, HIV AIDS, in West Hollywood. I worked for the largest um, HIV AIDS nonprofit globally. And part of my role was to make sure my patients got their medication. They saw doctors. They got help for their different needs and whatnot. So that really taught me a lot about people, um, because illnesses like that don't really discriminate, despite statistical data. Um, anybody can contract something like that. And if you are one of those people that do that or unfortunate enough to contract it, then, you know, you need some strong support. So my job was making sure that my clients got the care that they needed. So I learned to deal with a lot of really, really diverse populations. And it really taught me how to critically think. And customer service is one of the most unrated industries in the U.S., in my personal opinion, well, globally, because a lot of those employees are very, very underpaid. But we actually do a lot of good services for people without customer service. You're big corporation is going to go under. But anyways, um, I decided that I needed to improve my quality of life. So I thought that I needed to go back to school um, to get a degree to do all that stuff because entrepreneurism is kind of frowned on in the U.S. in most cases. And um, I grew up super poor. Um, My dad passed away when I was young. So I had, you know, a little bit of trauma here and there. So I figured that I needed to, you know, advocate for myself and continue to to move forward and self-educate. So as I was leaving my job, um, I kept hearing about um, Bitcoin on Libertarian Radio. And I was like, oh, this is super cool. Because I had a three and a half um, round trip commute um, four times a week. And I was a brand new mom. I was nursing my daughter at the time. I was like, I got to get out of here. So I kept hearing about Bitcoin on Libertarian Radio. And I'm like, okay, what is this? Um, about about six years prior to that, back in 2011, I heard about Bitcoin from a family friend there or a family member. They're like, hey, could I use your credit card to buy Bitcoin? I was like, no, this stuff's weird. I didn't understand it. Um, and I'm 
kind of I was bummed that I didn't buy it back then, but you know, it is what it is. But then I started, so I initially bought Bitcoin because I was like, oh, I can become an entrepreneur. I can learn to day trade. I can, you know, I had walked into a TD Ameritrade and I wanted to invest a little bit of money to trade stocks and stuff like that. So I walked into the TD Ameritrade. I think it was TD Ameritrade. I don't remember. Anyways, they're like, you need 20, you need to give us $25,000 if you want to trade stocks. I was like, what? How could a you know, lower middle class person afford to just give you twenty five thousand dollars. I was like, this is a bunch of BS. Like, there's this is impossible to make money. But I was very entrepreneurial at the time. I wanted to start a business. I just didn't know what. I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew that I had to leave my job in healthcare. Um, there's a lot of crazy other crazy things happening, which I won't get into. That'll take forever. Um, so then I bought Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin on Coinbase, end of 2017, bought the top. Well, I got in at around $7,700 and then I continued to buy the top because it was super exciting. And then I taught myself how to trade, which was really, really exciting. Started posting myself on social media. I was one of the only women that were really kind of doing that back then, posting charts and trading. I started hosting events and, you know, I grew on social media. So the YouTube channel started um, because of that. And I am now one of the top crypto female NFT YouTube channels on a global scale, which yay, amazing, super, super exciting. Um, but really the thing that got me excited about Bitcoin was after I read Satoshi's white paper. And again, I'm not the most tech savvy person, so I had to reread it multiple times to truly understand what it means. And this is gonna segue into your audience um, because Bitcoin is hard money. Bitcoin is actually your money. You have you own it. It's your you have complete ownership of it. Because when you think about the U.S. dollar, that I'm sure a lot of you guys have got money in banks because it's not very popular to keep your um, your gold or your cash under your mattress anymore, like our ancestors that came to America. Um, shout out to all the Sicilian Italian immigrants that came here for a better quality life, and all the you know German Romanian Jews from my father's side. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but but. The banks really are predatory third parties, and I didn't really understand how that worked because I grew up poor, and I didn't understand that banks kind of prey on the middle class. Like, let me ask you a question. If you want to buy a house, can you do so without a bank account? No. Can you rent an apartment without a bank account? No. Can you get credit without a bank account? No. Well, there you go. How can you do anything in the United States? How Can you get an education without a bank account? Yeah, you can almost do nothing without being part of this system. Uh, let me tell you something that, that'll um, uh, dovetail right into our conversation here. This last week, our bank accounts and the bank account, personal bank account of our founder, and this is for a company that I'm a part of, um, uh, was shut down uh, uh, by Bank of America, been doing business with them for t uh, more than 20 years, have... Um, millions of dollars in these two respective accounts, millions, uh, never had any issues whatsoever, um, you know, run very, very solidly. This is a big organization. Um, we were shut down because they do not like uh, our political positions on some things and what we are doing, because, of course, we're in the gun world and, you know, security consulting and we do uh, things like that. And we've been shadow banned before. Um, we had a hard time getting a loan on the building because a loan officer saw uh, that there were guns on our website. Now, although we are a um, firearms dealer, um, that is a, almost a nothing part of what we do. And we almost have no guns anywhere on any of our stuff. But 
Of course, the reality of providing high-level security is guns, and and so they've decided to do this without sending us a letter. All of a sudden, just the accounts were froze. Um, couldn't couldn't do anything with it. There was no um, you know nefarious things going on whatsoever. There was no government action against us. Nothing. Just decided they didn't want to do business with us and shut us down right before payroll. So you can imagine, you know, what we had to go through to, you know, get 180 people paid and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but our money is not our money. And that's, that's my point, um, is we are in a day and age where there is a pseudo liberty that we partake in, but it does not really exist. It's just a facsimile of it. So there you go. Yep, I can understand your frustration. And that's the great thing about Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrencies. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of interesting things out there in the crypto space, but really Bitcoin is hard money and it's for people that are in similar situations as you and people that are in worse situations as you. Um, God forbid you have to flee a particular area. Um, what are you going to grab first, your kid or your safe? Yeah, that's right. All you need to all you need to safely bring your wealth with you if you know how to operate or if you know how to custody your own keys, um, you know how to actually use Bitcoin in the proper way and to hold your own money. All you need is your private seed phrase up here and you can grab your kid, have that up here and go and be safe. All right. So give us an education again. You know, keep uh, keep the cookies on the bottom shelf for people like me who went to uh, public school. Uh, I did yeah, but uh, so tell me a little bit about uh, crypto. Explain, you know, Bitcoin for the audience so we really understand, because it is still a, a great mystery to a lot of people. Even many of the people that are dabbling in it and are excited about it don't understand it. So give us a give us a Bitcoin 101. So there's different parts of the Bitcoin crypto space. We'll focus on Bitcoin for today. So there's Bitcoin, there's cryptocurrency, which some people will argue that Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. I believe it is. And then there's NFTs. So basically the crypto space is kind of comprised of these three categories, but we're going to focus on Bitcoin today. So when we're talking about Bitcoin, Bitcoin is hard money. It's digital cash. It's intangible digital cash. You can't touch it. You can't feel it but it does have value of it. And the reason why it has value, because the market decides that it has value. Um, just like the US dollar has Correct. value because the government <laughs> said it has value. But Bitcoin actually accrued its value, not from the government, not from the public servants, not from these third party predatory you know, associations, um, but from actually from the people. It's a people's money. It was created for the people, by the people. Satoshi Nakamoto, the group or the person that created it is anonymous. And thank God he stayed anonymous because if he would have, you know, revealed his identity, then there could have been some potential problems with it. When we talk about Bitcoin, there is a total supply of 21 million that will ever be created. It's finite. You cannot create more. Um, I'm sure a lot of you or your listeners have heard about the money supply about the debt that we have, about inflation, and the government just keeps making it rain, keeps making it rain, keeps printing, printing, printing. And the great thing about Bitcoin is only 21 million. And the reason why that is, is because of code. The code that created it cannot be modified to change the total supply. And it is what it is. And the great thing about Bitcoin, some of your audience might be saying, oh my God, 21 million Bitcoin, 21 million Bitcoin, and Bitcoin's trading at $25,000. I can't afford to get one. But you actually can. You can actually buy a portion of a Bitcoin. So let's say you got $5, you could buy $5 of Bitcoin. And the way that these transaction works, the way that, the way that it works is essentially there is an, it's 
it's it's open source, meaning that anybody can kind of participate in it. You can be anonymous if you want to, to an extent. And it allows for anybody to do business or transact with each other without knowing. And in banking, we still have a lot of predatory practices that happen. There's still redlining occurs, um, all of those types of things. And people are discriminated against for different things. You had that issue with um, the type of business that you ran, even though it wasn't a bad business, and other people with other types of businesses as well, or maybe because of the way they look, whatever that may be. But what happens is, let's say I want to send you a transaction for something. We're both anonymous on a marketplace, and I want to I want to buy your book um, that allows me to read about security. I can go ahead and I can send you a transaction, and you're not going to necessarily know that it's from me. And there is a miner a Bitcoin miner. Um, it's a bun- Basically, it's a bunch of folks with these computer parts that have to solve these transactions to facilitate that transaction. And you don't know who that miner is. It could be somebody from country X or country Y. And they go ahead and facilitate that transaction because they've got good gear and everybody's allowed to participate. And it doesn't discriminate based on what type of business that you have um, or who you are. And that's part of operating in a true decentralized economy, which humans are not capable (laughs) of doing as much as we want to say that because I I can't tell you what you can say and vice versa. And that goes for people that we may not agree with some of their personal beliefs, no matter how bizarre or weird it is. So that's basically what Bitcoin is. It is hard money. Um, If you know how to store it properly, um, all you need is a, you know, your private seed phrase, which is a a bunch of different characters, different words, depending on what you're using. And all you need that is up here in worst case scenario. But there's ways that you can go ahead and, you know, build a trust with it and, and whatnot so that you can, you know, your kids get X, Y, and Z. But it's a pretty really, it's a pretty cool technology that allows people to send payments and not have to go through a predatory third party because nobody can shut down the network. And even if you do, you know, put predatory regulations on Bitcoin because it's bad for the environment, um, you can still, there's certain ways that you can still access the network. For the Alliance and Trust family, finances in their blood. I grew up with them and they've handled my entire financial world for nearly 30 years. And as a testament to their talents, they've managed to keep me not just out of trouble, which in and of itself is remarkable, but they've helped me build real wealth. They've assisted me through complex business transactions and family matters. Now, even my daughters are working with Uncle Randy to put financial disciplines in place for their futures. Invest with people who share our values and will help you to be a good steward with what God has given you. Let Alliance in Trust help you to plan for what's next. Visit aewealth.com or call 805-371-8020 to learn more. So talk to me a little bit about mining Bitcoin, because if there has all the Bitcoin been mined, if there's only 21 million Bitcoins out there or how does that work? Not yet. Not yet. Bitcoin, um, it's called halvening and it happens every four years and it just decreases the block rewards. And I'm not going to get too in depth with it because, again, I am not the most tech savvy person and I do not mind Bitcoin. The reason why I do not mind Bitcoin is because, number one, um, it's a bit expensive to do so. I live in California and if you live in California, you know that it's expensive to live here and our electric bill can be pretty high. Um, So there's Bitcoin mining. So every four years, the Bitcoin halves and the mining rewards decrease and it kind of helps keep the network deflationary to where um, number can potentially go up and whatnot. So we won't get too involved in Bitcoin mining because it's very complex. I can refer you to guys that know much no, more than okay. I do. No, it's okay. I mean, uh, but uh, what I wanted to really know, which I think you answered is, has it all been discovered? You know, you, Not yet. Okay. Not yet. 
we still got a couple more cycles to go. I would have to do some more due diligence on that and, and whatnot. Okay. So um, tell me what the difference, and I, I know the difference, but explain it to, to the audience here, that uh, the difference between what our government is proposing as a quote-unquote cryptocurrency, um, which is a central bank digital uh, coin. Okay, so CBDC is central bank digital currency, and we don't want that. We're going to get it, but we don't want it. Let me, so right now, if you want, like, let's say I want to do business with you, I can come and I can pay you cash. Can't track cash. Can't track cash. That's why they don't Um, like it. Yeah, well, a lot of the laundering and a lot of the bad activity um, is done with cash, and even with the digital transactions that the you know these banks and whatnot have, but they're very it's done very very privately. But with cryptocurrency, it's all public. It's all public. All I need is your wallet address or my wallet address. I need a public transaction. I could pull everything up. So we're going to ca- talk about a couple different scenarios because these scenarios matter. Um, I don't know where you live, but I'm from LA County, and the I'm type in of Ventura money- County, so we're near okay. we're near each other. Okay, cool. So what happens is, is the government says, Mr. Whomever, Mr. Newsom, he -hmm. says, we're going to go ahead and we're going to, we we need $50 billion to go build this bridge. Well, in reality, they're hiring a private contractor and the bridge only costs $20 billion to build, but they're, and they're only picking those contractors from a select amount of people that are going to benefit them because of all the kickbacks and things that happen. But we really can't verify that because it's all done with private transactions. But if the government was to use a, currency, a CBDC, and we were able to see all of that on the blockchain, see how much they spent and spent to who. Because you can, even though it's anonymous, you can still see where this stuff is going. It's on it's on the blockchain, lives on the blockchain. Um, you'd be able to see that. You'd be able to see the type of corruption. But with the, and you can do that with Bitcoin. Like if I send you a million dollars, you can see that people can pull that transaction up if they have the transaction ID or the, my address or your address. But with a CBDC, they can make some of these things private tour defeats the whole entire purpose. They're going to be able to track us, but we're not going to be able to track them. And then let's take it a step th- further. Um, I don't know about you, but I grew up very poor and I grew up around, you know, people that didn't make the best decisions all the time. And for the most part, the people that I know that I'm still associated with, you know, they didn't make the best decisions growing up, but they've changed their lives around and they make good decisions today. Let's say, for example, you're, you're a teenager. Have, did you do anything stupid as a teenager? I was a straight arrow as a teenager. I, I did stupid things after that. Okay, well, <laughs> so let, let's assume let's assume that um, that let's let's assume that you did something silly as a teenager. I know that I did stupid stuff as a teenager, and you know I happened to get a record. I actually have no record, but we're just using this for, for you know for sure. educational purposes. But let's say that you know I got a park or got a parking ticket, and I didn't pay the parking ticket, and that gets recorded on my on my record. Well, the government could come in and say, oh. She owes some money for a parking ticket, and she didn't pay that. It was from 20 years ago. So they can actually stop me from sending money back and forth and transacting with anybody because I had a parking ticket. Or I could be ban- I could be marked as this because it's all going to be unique identifiers like a social security number, but open so everybody can see what you're doing and where you're going. Um, let's take it a step further and say, for example, because I didn't pay this parking ticket, I got denoted as a bad guy, bad person on their mm. on their bad list. So I'm a, I'm a bad person, but you don't know I'm a bad person and you have a car detailing service. So I go to you and I say, hey, will you detail my car? And I didn't disclose that I had a parking ticket from 20 years ago or whatever it is, and I'm on the bad list. So I send you money from that public wallet and then they're able to see that I transacted with you 
that you did business with a bad guy. So they could potentially ding your account and stop you from transacting with anybody else and shut down your business. And they're already doing this in places like China because they've got the credit score and whatnot. So these are some of the fears that we're seeing and you can't control it because they want to basically get rid of cash and merge this over into the CBDC. And what I personally think that they're going to do, I personally think that they're going to wipe the debt out and they're going to start completely fresh with the CBDC. Yeah, I, I think you're on to something there. That's uh, that's our prediction. Um, I Yeah, the concerns I have are even things that are um, a little bit beyond that. Um, it, they will be able to engineer our society based on controlling our spending through the uh, digital coin, which includes things like, you know, there's a big push for us to not eat meat. There's a big push for us to eat crickets. Um, you know, once Wendy has had her allotment of meat for the month or you've really gotten after that, you love your steak, uh, they can turn off your money uh, with those specific transactions because everything will be coded everything will be controlled. And so if you fall out of favor or you overconsume something that they don't believe should be consumed, you know, that's how they will control us. And so I, I think it is the um, single most terrifying thing that they're trying to implement now under the guise of, ooh, it's just quick uh, bank, bank to bank transactions. It's going to just speed up processes and all that. No, what it's going to be used is to control us. Well, 100%. And there's also, because um, I talk about crypto news, crypto and NFT news, Bitcoin news all day on my channel. I live stream seven days a week, um, generally around 10 a.m. PST. Sometimes I take the weekends off. But there was a story that came out, and I can't remember exactly where it came out, what, what providence it was in, what place it was in. But they were indicating that you would be forced to spend X amount of your CBDC per year, and you wouldn't be able to save you will, or you would only be able to save a certain amount because it would expire. So they'd be forcing you to put it back in the economy to stimulate the economy because these people, the public servants, have really kind of got the average American in a rut. Mm, and yeah. that's a scary that's a scary part for me because let's face it, if you want to retire now, it's not easy. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's interesting. I've not thought about that, and I haven't heard that one yet. But that does make perfect sense because, you know, um, becoming financially independent takes you, um, you know, takes the control away from, uh, you know, the government. It takes away, uh, you know, from our corporate oligarchy if you can kind of control your own destiny. So if they're not going to allow you to save, um, or, you know, create a, a built-in expiration date for these funds, then, yeah, that, that takes away our liberty, that takes away, you know, our own personal control from things. So, um, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense, because they also love the idea of universal basic income and some of those things that keep us beholden onto the government for, the, for that same reason. You know, don't worry, it expires, but we're going to give you your retirement. We'll we'll take care of you unto death. Well, that's what a lot of the stimulus checks are. It's basically hush money that they say, you know what, you've been a good boy or girl or whatever it is that you want to be. And we're going to go ahead and give you this money to keep you yeah. calm. And they're basically, and when they write these bills, these bills are like 
500 pages. Yeah. And there's like two pages in there for the, the stimulus stuff and the rest of the money that they're asking to get approved goes God knows where. But that's what's happening. And I think that that's what is going to happen. There's a lot of different fears and things that we need to pay attention to. And unfortunately, our society has become complacent. And we just think, okay, the government's going to take care of us. When in reality, these people um, are not going to take care of us and they don't have a good intent for for our future or for our kids' future. And we're seeing just the, we're seeing society deteriorate. Like there's really no American dream anymore. Um, saving money is even hard because of inflation yeah. and buying houses, buying property for the average person um, is very hard and complicated too, especially if you're in LA County and then people are like, okay, we'll just move, go, you know, move out of state. Where, where am I going to work? Like you, people just can't pick up like they used to. So there's a lot of really scary things happening. And one more thing I do want to add on to is that I believe it was the Treasury, the U.S. Treasury came out with a ban on um, tornado cash. Tornado cash is for Ethereum, which is an altcoin, an alternative cryptocurrency, alternative cryptocurrency. And Tornado Cash basically mixed the transactions. So when I sent you Ethereum or anything like that, it would mix the transactions up. It would basically slice it up into like a million different, like a bag of glitter. And so you really would be a lot harder for you to track it. And yes, there was a listed activity that was done using Tornado Cash, um, but also too for people like myself that are public figures, I like my privacy. I don't want people knowing that I go to Target every Friday at 5 p.m. or whatever it is. But the U.S. Treasury came out, OFAC came out and say we're putting sanctions on this. You can't do. If you were somebody who received a transaction through Tornado Cash, we're going to be watching you. So I have a public wallet address, Wendio.eth. Somebody sent me a transaction with a bunch of actual real celebrities, because I'm nobody important, and a bunch of other people in the crypto ecosystem so that the U.S. Treasury was going to be tracking them. So I had to hire an attorney and say, hey, this is what happened. There was a bunch of news articles on it. I was one of the people that got this, you know, whatever it is. And the unfortunate thing about it was that wallet that I had has a a domain, um, an Ethereum domain, an ENS, for a nonprofit charity that uses boxing as a form of mental health for inner city kids. So my because I happen to be a target of somebody being a, a dodo, um, that domain is now associated with that address. So we had, you know, we wrote to the treasury, we got it clear, we got it sorted. But those are the types of things that are really scary. Like if you accidentally transact or somebody accidentally sends you something that could be, you know, not a nice person then those are the, that's the type of trouble you can get in. And they can just come gaffle you up without any reason. They do it in other countries. And I've heard about some of that stuff happening here too. Yeah, no, that is dangerous. Um, going back to something you said earlier with respect to the payoffs that the government did, um, you know, you were right uh, about that because remember during the gasoline um, hikes and price increases that we had, they, instead of suspending the taxes, which they could have come up with the same end result, they elected to send checks out to everyone, which actually costs more in processing admin and all that rather than just temporarily suspending the tax. Um mm-hmm. And and that was, I think, for that same reason of, you know, tr- tracking, pacifying um, and that symbol of, you know, here we own you versus, you know, OK, we'll just uh, eliminate or reduce a tax for a while. So, yeah, it's a it's all 
It's all pretty wicked. Um, explain uh, the differences because there's so many different uh, cryptocurrencies within this, you know, uh, sphere right now. Uh, um, Ethereum. Uh, then there's, you know, uh, Dogecoin and a bunch of, you know, made up things. Uh, explain those and then also talk a little bit about NFTs. Valentine's Day is over, but the need to say I love you is never over. Finding a way to tell someone you care about them on a consistent basis is hard. At least it was until Good Ranchers came along. Say I love you with meat this year, but not just any meat. It has to be Good Ranchers. 100% American, hand-trimmed, steakhouse quality meat and seafood. Over 85% of grass-fed beef sold in stores is imported from overseas. That doesn't say I love you. That says I think you're as good as this old meat shipped over from Venezuela. Don't say that. Instead, use my code BRYCE to get $30 off when you order any box from Good Ranchers today. Nothing says you care more than prime cuts of beef, pasture-raised chicken, and premium quality seafood. You can get all of it delivered every four, six, or eight weeks at GoodRanchers.com. Ditch the usual gifts that just don't cut it anymore. Say it with a subscription to American Meat instead. Snag your $30 off with my code Bryce at GoodRanchers.com today. With a 100% satisfaction guarantee, you can count on your monthly delivery of meat to always deliver the quality a great gift needs. Forget regular flour deliveries. Set up an easy, affordable, and delicious subscription to American Meat delivered today and save $30 with my code BRYCE. Say you're the best with the best meat in America from Good Ranchers. Of course. So when we talk about altcoins, so there's Bitcoin, um, altcoins, and NFTs. Ethereum has its own utility. And they, we've got smart smart contract capabilities. Um, you can do NFTs with it. You can do all types of different things with Ethereum. Um, and currently right now, there's about 20,000 different altcoins, alternative cryptocurrencies. And there's all these different subgroups, all these different communities, whatever. Uh, most of these cryptocurrencies are going to end up going away. They kind of act as small businesses. People are able to – there's actually real capitalism that goes on in crypto, which is amazing. And people are trying to compete, trying to feel like, okay, my crypto is better. No, mine's better. And they have different utilities, different use cases. Some of them are outright scams, 100%. But yeah. there's scams in every and there's scams in every industry. Correct. So there's that there's that aspect. Um, but the part of it that I love is like the entrepreneurism and these people that are creating these really, really amazing projects with these use cases that hopefully is going to be the next big thing. And it's kind of like the early dot com days. And again, like most entrepreneurs fail. I feel like 80% of entrepreneurs don't end up thriving. So we have all these different altcoins that do all these different things. Some are scams, some aren't. Most of them are going to end up going away because, you know, laws and regulations in the U.S. But there's different ways that you can use them. And we've got different sectors, like we have decentralized finance, like some of these decentralized financial cryptocurrency projects. They allow you to go put up collateral and take out loans without having to go through a third party like a bank. And that'd be really great for a lot of small businesses. So there's that aspect there. And... Um, then there's NFTs. NFTs are essentially cryptocurrencies, but they represent an intangible asset, something that you necessarily can't touch or that you can touch. And it's a unique token that lives on the blockchain, on sometimes the Ethereum blockchain, maybe the Syscoin blockchain, whatever that, depending on what chain that you're using. So you're able to you know, buy and sell these. A lot of people are calling them digital collectibles. But the cool thing about NFTs are 
is they really disrupt the third party predatory industries like the music industry and the entertainment industry, because let's face it, all the licensing rights and the merchandising rights and all that stuff that musicians and anybody with intellectual property had to go through, they're able to own their things instead of going to a big record label and say, hey, I want a record deal. And if they've got a big enough audience, they can fractionalize some of their work and make income from that. Um, but those are basically, they live on the blockchain. Um, there's different like profile, um, PFP um, profile picture, like all that type of the, the different JPEGs, which that's not the real intended purpose of NFTs. The real intended purpose is to disrupt those third-party predatory industries, just like the bank. Um, we're not there yet. We're getting there. And then sometimes, too, you can even use NFTs for um, proof of attendance. They're called POAPs. So what was the best concert you ever went to in your life mm, or best event? Pearl Jam. Okay, Pearl Jam. Do you still have that ticket? I do not. Okay. I'm How? not nostalgic. <laughs> okay, well, let's say that you were nostalgic. Okay, let's say you were nostalgic and you wanted to, like you kept all your concert tickets or you lost that ticket and you were sad about it. With an NFT, you can actually, you like you're actually able to track that. My mom went and saw the Beatles, I think it was, back in Vegas when she lived there, when she was growing up. I think she was like seven years old or something like that. She still has that concert ticket, like one of, right. you know, she's been cool. a bunch of stuff. That's cool. So you can use an NFT to represent a tangible item. You can track designer handbags, car parts, um, supply chain, all of those things. But we're still we're still very early. Okay, all right. I'm starting to understand, but you know your guns, your guns, for example. And I, I am I I'm a big gun supporter over here too, eh? Over here, um, but you can actually track and verify, like, hey, that gun belonged to that person. Like, how cool would it be to buy a vintage gun and to know every single person it crossed hands with, ownership wise? You'd be able to track that on the blockchain with an NFT. All right. Very good. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, no, I find that interesting. My brain's expanding right now with the possibilities. Mm -hmm. But the real thing I don't want to have happen is the government get any more control over us than they already do, um, which is, you know, why they're also eliminating coins and, and um, our you know, co corporate oligarchs are starting to make it impossible to use cash everywhere. Um, and I think that that's all, you know, for the same purposes. Um, how do you see things going with respect to cryptocurrencies um, over, you know, the, the next decade here? Well, actually, things are moving so fast. What do you think is going to happen over the next two or three or four or five years? So um, we're going to, so United States of America is absolutely lazy. The people that are currently in office, and again, kind of both sides, I'm more, I'm very much a libertarian. I'm very much the live free harm none, very much to that, because I, I, I don't agree with everything from, from whatever. I'm just, I want to live yeah. the best life ever now, everybody too. Um, so I want to make that very clear to your audience. I have um, a little bit of a libertarian streak in me too. So you're, you're talking to someone friendly of that thought and idea. Okay, cool. Because um, I'll go, I'll go head to head with you if I have to. I don't want to though. I haven't eaten all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. We can. Well, we can fight anyway. Whatever you want to disagree with, we can do. But, no, I don't uh, want. But no, I don't want to. I, I, I'm I, like, I want peace. Yeah, I think libertarians. Uh, the, the concept of libertarianism can go too far because I do think that there has to be, um, you know, order within society, and within that, we have to have some parameters. So the, the full uh, libertarian idea of just, you know, it, it let everything, um, you know, go according to, you know, a, a few core principles, I think is a, a non-starter and doesn't work. But I'd rather err on the side of that than what we have become, which is, you know, we've suspended 
all morality in favor of uh, a mess of legality that to the point where um, it's it's the law is unknowable and 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 convoluted and then now as a result of that you know you're you're starting to see the degradation of society around us well that's where um that's what's kind of happening in the crypto industry too we have somebody like gary gensler who's in office who did probably very bad things knew about a lot of terrible things that were happening in our industry and allowed them to happen to cover his own behind he's maliciously gone after entrepreneurs um american citizens who just wanted to create something really great um to create to help push the industry forward and help the United States get back on track where it needs to be. Um, so he's got to get out of office. I hope they get rid of him um, because he has done detriment to our industry. They basically, what they do is the SEC will tell you, come in and report to us, come in and register with us. Companies will go in and register and they don't give any guidelines. There's no real rules in crypto. There's a lot of gray area, but then they'll go punish you after the fact, which I right. think is ridiculous. Like, can you imagine running a stop sign and then getting a ticket for it five years later? Because you ran the stop sign and there wasn't the stop sign there. That's how the cryptocurrency industry is being um, being operated on. And some people might disagree. They'd be like, oh, well, you know, because it's altcoins or it's this and that. They are, have different narratives for every single aspect of our ecosystem. Bitcoin is bad for the environment. Altcoins have are scams. Um, NFTs are for wash trading or for you know laundering money. And yes, you can do bad things in yeah. any single industry. But we're going to get a CBDC. It's probably going to be USDC, which was created by this company Circle. BlackRock is a big investor in them. Yep. And if you know about BlackRock, yep, yep, we do, we do. Mm-hmm. So that's coming. Um, they're gonna they're gonna make it really impossible for retail investors. Do you know the difference between a retail and an accredited investor? I do. Yes. Okay. So you know that unless you come into a lot of money or you're very wealthy and make a lot of money, you don't get access to the same products and services that those people do. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's really sad. So to be a accredited investor, um, you've got to have, uh, you know, what is it? Quarter million dollars in, um, in income, I think. Um, yeah, you have yeah, to you make $250,000 per year, or you have to have like a million dollars in assets, um, yeah. something like that. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bryce to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of their precious metals specialists. Think about this. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000 and it's only getting worse. Protect yourself with gold today by texting Bryce to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text Bryce to 989898 today. So for, for the audience that's not familiar with that, what that what that does, and this is the sadness of this, you could be a, uh, you know, uh, a garbage collector, nothing uh, wrong with garbage collectors, of course, but you could have, you know, worked in a field, you know, earning, let's say, $100,000 a year. You could have been um, living well below your means, saved up, uh, have some good um, ability to invest. Maybe you don't have a million dollars in the bank, but let's say you've got, you, you own your home. Let's say you uh, you have a, a very minor mortgage and you have several hundred thousand dollars, uh, you know, to invest in things. And somebody comes to you and says, "Hey, you know, I'm starting a um, 
a, a brewery. And, and by the way, you know, I, I was able to participate in a in a, a private placement, um, you know, raise uh, of a local brewery that, you know, we, we put in a small amount of money, a bunch of us and, you know, ended up selling it to, you know, Miller Coors for 81 million bucks uh, just a nice. few years later, had an awesome return. Um, but uh, uh, that would prevent that, you know, garbage collector from being able to do that according to the rules. It, it gatekeeps people out of the ability. And we're talking about responsible folks under the idea of, hey, we're you guys are too stupid to make decisions. So the government is going to block you from doing it. And I, and and they do it all over the place with so many things. And again, you know this because uh, I've I have invited friends into you know good investment in, in things. And, and we're talking about where the the investment threshold might be you know twenty five thousand dollars or something that is reasonable for someone to afford. But you know they are unable to do it. And it could be a great return. It could be a you know a moderate return. But that is their money, and that is their. Um, uh, freedom to even make bad decisions. But, you know, the nanny state, the, the, you know, evil actors in the government, whatever you want to call them are preventing people. If they aren't in the game, they're preventing them from actually developing wealth, which harms people of all stripes. Um, you know, but, but really, you know, they're, they're also holding down some of the very minorities and some of the very people that, that, that mm-hmm. they say that they want to help. Um, and they say that they want to protect. It's yeah, it's it's pretty evil. So anyway, there's my little diatribe. Well, I mean, I think it's always very interesting that they like if you look in particular neighborhoods, because I'm from LA, born and raised LA County. You look at particular neighborhoods; they have an excess of you know liquor stores there that are offering scratchers and lottery tickets. Oh yeah, I tax grew, on the like, poor. And my my family, we you know they. My grandma would always buy scratchers and lottery tickets, not like crazily, but that's what she was like, oh, you know, if I win, I win. But it's like, how much money did you actually lose? And that's legal. That's legal. You can go to a casino and you can gamble, but you cannot take your money and disposable income. We always talk about disposable income on my channel. If you're going to invest in anything, I don't care if you after you watch this episode here, watch this episode, you're like, I want to get into Bitcoin. You need to be putting disposable income into anything, anything you're doing. And you're not allowed to. You're literally not allowed to if you make under a certain threshold. And I honestly feel like the biggest issue we have in America is not the societal issues. It has to do with the wealth gap. So it causes all the stress and strife mm-hmm. between all these different groups of people. And if we all just kind of took a step back and hung out and talked, shook hands, you know, ate a cheeseburger together or a vegan burger, whatever it is your preference is, but whatever, um, you would see that a lot of us have a lot of similarities instead of all these differences that the media portrays. And that's what they're doing to us. And a lot of it has to do with money. And that's why Bitcoin is so important. You're allowed to invest your money how you want and you're allowed to actually own your money and nobody could take it from you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And again, I mean, to, to further that accredited investor stuff, I, I thought of a specific example from a friend of mine. And, I, and I'm going to use this so I don't have to use the garbage collector, because now I remember um, I knew that there was a scenario because this one bugged me. Um, a guy who's worked for me for, for many years, uh, you know, earns a handsome um, six figure uh, salary that's just under the threshold that we're talking about. Right. So this is a guy who's who's doing well. 
um, you know, owns his own home. Uh, probably one of the most frugal guys. I mean, he drives me crazy, to be honest, with how frugal he is. Um, he's got good savings, you know, has has done well for many years. Smart guy, um, you know, nothing, nothing wrong with him. He's not going to be taken advantage of. And there was a real estate investment trust that, um, you know, he, he uh, could have participated in that was around $100,000 minimum threshold. He had the money, could not do it. And, uh, and, and yet that particular investment ended up, you know, we, we, uh, sold one of those properties just recently and, you know, and I got a, you know, nice $150,000 check from it. So what we're talking about is, is great evil, uh, when it comes to the way that they're blocking us from, from these opportunities. So what you're telling me is crypto can set us free. Is that it? <laughs> it, it, it's, this is the thing when we talk about crypto, we, we're really talking about using critical thinking. So if you're somebody who does not like to self-educate, if you're somebody who likes to blame your poor decisions on other people, crypto and Bitcoin is not for you because right. you have to hold yourself accountable. You have to be Amen. very strong-minded. You have to keep pushing yourself, keep educating yourself because it's tech. Tech is not doesn't come easy to a lot of us. You have to know how to store, store your own keys. That can be a little bit complex. But a lot of people don't want to take personal responsibility because of the way society is. And it's just very sad and it's very unfortunate that this is happening and this is reality. And the best way that you can kind of combat this is to write letters to your public servants in the SEC and say, hey, we need to fix this. There's something we got to do because it's very problematic. I could not agree more. Okay, so um, let's let's talk about actions for people who would like to go down this path and explore it. What do you recommend? The first step is to read Satoshi's white paper. It, you can go ahead and Google it on up. Um, it's free. It's open source. Um, you can read it. And you're probably going to read it once and might not understand what that means. That's okay. I didn't either. So what I would do is, is I would take different terms from the from Satoshi's white paper and I would Google those. I would find, um, I would self-educate myself until I understood what it means. I'd watch educational videos. You guys can go to my channel. We talk about crypto news every day. Um, if you still don't understand what some of these terms mean, go to investopedia.com. It was when it is 100% free. I wish they would sponsor my channel because I talk about them all the time. It's got information about crypto and traditional finance. And I'm a really big believer in taking 10 minutes out of your day to educate yourself and learn something new. Learn something new. Everybody's got 10 minutes. Everybody does. So that's where you would start first is you would, you know, read Satoshi's white paper and understand what hard money means, what, um, what Bitcoin represents, and then start doing a little bit of education and searching what the history of money is, how that was created, about the Federal Reserve, all of those things. Continue to dig, 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 dig. And, and then if you're like, you know what, I really like this stuff. This really represents my ideology. If you do decide you want to partake into the ecosystem or invest or whatever that looks like to you, there's quite a there's a couple of different platforms that people can check out. I'm not going to talk about those. You guys can do your due diligence on that type of stuff and see what's available out there. Um, I highly recommend, though, if you're going to pick on a platform to use. Um, you don't pick one that nobody's heard about before. You can go ahead and Google a lot of these things and educate yourself and see, you know, which ones have been around for a long time and, and why they've been around. Don't put your money in random stuff. Don't give your money to weird people on the internet. You wouldn't give your money to a stranger that walks up to you. But that's really the first step is understanding Satoshi's white paper. Bitcoin was created out of the 2008, um, financial crash that we had. And I know quite a few people who lost their livelihoods there and, there was a group or a person that said, you know what, F this, we're going to create something that's for the people, by the people. And that's what they did. And the current value of Bitcoin is determined by the market, not by the government. Yeah, amen. Because uh, all the people who 
created that financial crisis did not pay um, oh, no, uh, they didn't for pay. that at all. And so, uh, listen, I, I want to just compliment you on uh, what you just uh, said there in, in regards to that whole thing. Um, I, I love that you're telling people to do their research, um, understand it, because there's a lot of, uh, you know, salespeople in your field that are just, hey, get in, the water's fine, um, you know, and, and suggesting that people go wild within the space without really understanding it, without making sure that's right for them, um, without uh, making just responsible, wise decisions. So, hey, I, I appreciate that. That's, uh, that's really good um, of you to, um, to, to really give people the uh, personal responsibility um, of, of figuring it out for themselves. Well, I appreciate that. And I, you know, I can give you guys the platforms, but at the same time, it's like we're in very uncharted territory with the way laws and regulations are because our public servants don't want to, they don't want to protect consumers. They say that they do and they push this narrative that they do, but do they really want to? Yeah. Well, the vast majority, the vast majority of them are liars and that's why I've been calling them public serpents. So, um, that's the, that's the world we're living in. Well, Hey, thank you so much for, for, uh, joining me and, you know, giving us that, uh, that little, you know, dip into it. Um, I really appreciate you and, uh, you know, happy to see that you're successful at what you're doing. How do we follow you and, um, you know, keep, keep, uh, joining you down this path. Well, thank you for having me come on. I really enjoy having these types of conversations. Um, it's fun for me. It's good to get the word out and to help educate people and kind of empower people that you don't have to rely on somebody else for your happiness or your success. You can kind of create these realities yourself. It takes a lot of work. You're not gonna you're not gonna magically make it overnight just because you buy Bitcoin and crypto or NFTs. There's a lot of volatility there. Um, there are bad actors. Um, so thank you for having me on. And you can find me at cryptowindio.com. I'm on YouTube. YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Rumble, and um, I will never DM you. And again, all of my all my handles are at CryptoWindio. And to make sure that it's actually me, um, CryptoWindio.com. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, well, thank you again. This is great. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. All right. We're out.